a bitch girl, but it's gone too far, cause you know it don't matter anyway. Say money, money won't get you too far, get you too far. I love it when people send me like information like Stern's raising the prices on their games like Canada hasn't been telling you for months now. Stern is going to do a major price increase on all of its titles and I'm here to tell you right now this is what the price increase is. On every Stern Pro moving forward there will be a $600 price increase. On every premium it will be $1,000 price increase. And the LEs I'm hearing are gonna be the same price increase of the premium, so that's $1,000 more. For every single Stern LE machine, Stern pinball machines are now over $10,000. Now, I think people expect Canada to scream from the rooftops. How dare they? How dare Stern Pinball raise their prices to this point? But I've been saying it for the last year. The writing has been on the wall. These pinball companies were not going to sit by and watch people pay such a premium for their products and see all of these games trade on the secondhand market for well above MSRP. Stern saw people buying Mandalorians for $12,000, $13,000. They're seeing people buying Stranger Things LE for $12,000. They saw what happened with Guns N' Roses CE. They saw what happened with Elvira LEs and SEs. If you want a Ghostbusters LE today, guess how much money I think it would take to get a Ghostbusters LE today in 2021. I think you're looking at $12,000 to $13,000 for a Ghostbusters LE. And if you have the topper for the Ghostbusters LE, I think you're looking at $15,000. Do I think it's crazy? Yes. Would I spend those prices? No. But sometimes you have to step back in life and look at this a little bit differently. If I'm Stern Pinball, I would absolutely do this. I would absolutely keep raising my prices until I hit a ceiling, and they're not even hitting a ceiling with these prices. This game, this Godzilla LE, is still gonna sell out on day one for $10,200. So is it a crime against pinball that Stern Pinball is simply baking into its MSRP? What all of you have been showing them is the ceiling. So how can you blame Stern Pinball for baking into their MSRP the secondhand price of these games? Here's the question I have for all of you out there. Who are you mad at? Who are you mad at when you see this price increase? Are you mad at Stern? They're actually doing the smart business move. And for those of you saying, well, they're gonna drive people out of the hobby, the data shows otherwise. Year after year, as they've increased the prices of their machines, their sales have increased. So you can't say that if Stern raises the prices, they're gonna lose out on sales because that's not true. You can't be mad at Stern because they're doing this because the market shows it can bear this price increase. So are you mad at your fellow pinball community members who have been paying well above the sticker price for these games? Are you mad at those people? Is it the pinball collector who's been driving prices up all these years and been saying bye, bye, bye and FOMO and all the stuff that leads people to think that having different armor and a different trans light equals a better pinball experience. Are you mad at the collectors? I think some of you are. I think some of you are mad that all of these newbies have come into this hobby who have a lot of money 
and have just thrown their cash around and that's led to the inflation that we're seeing in the pinball marketplace. Are you mad at COVID? Like, is it the world we live in today? Is it the pandemic of modern day that has made so many people overemphasize things we're putting in our homes, right? These unnecessary toys that are going in our basements. Is it the pandemic's fault? Without COVID and if people were still going out and about, if they were still taking vacations, if they were still spending money in other areas, would these men be at home all day long playing pinball and not just at home playing pinball. Here's where I really think the disease lies. I think a lot of it is a lot of you are spending a lot more time on Pinside. A lot of you are spending a lot more time in the places where people value these games and people flex with these games and people love to show off their collections. That has also been a contribution to the overemphasis of pinball machines in people's lives. I want to give you my honest feeling on Stern Pinball raising the pinball prices on their machines. I think it was long overdue. I think it's been coming for a while. But the way I look at it is this. Each and every one of us, when it comes to buying a pinball machine, I think each and every one of us approaches pinball differently. We each come from different financial situations. We each come from different families, from different regions of the country and the world. And each of us out there, when we think about buying a pinball machine, that pinball machine is somewhere in our list of priorities on how we're going to spend our money that year or this year. And for some of you out there, you might have no kids, you might not have any family, and you might have a decent job, and buying a pinball machine or two a year means absolutely nothing for you because you have no other responsibilities. And so this price increase might not matter to you. For some of you out there, you might have so much money and the wife and the kids, and this doesn't really matter to you. For some of you out there, even saving up for a Stern Pro required you to save up all year and now you look at this and you're just rolling your eyes because you see that this hobby is moving in a direction that's not going to be beneficial to you. And deep down you know that if this thing is a financial stretch for you, you probably shouldn't even be considering buying a pinball machine. You probably should be putting your money into better growth areas than pinball. But this is the dilemma of something like a pinball machine a non-essential toy that nobody needs. I mean this when I say it. This is a non-essential toy that nobody needs to own. I mean that nobody needs to own a pinball machine. Nobody needs one in their house. Nobody needs one in their family. Contrary to Deep Root's trademarked line that every home needs a pinball, that's not true. And for a lot of you out there listening to this show right now, I want you to do me a favor. Just close your eyes and ask yourself the following. Do I need another pinball machine? You will probably answer no. And then if you ask the question, do I want another pinball machine? It will be yes. And that tug of war between the things you need and the things you want is the personal struggle that everybody goes through in life. And that kind of decision making impacts all of our lives in a variety of areas. It determines where you live. It determines where you eat. It determines the kind of clothes you have. It determines the car you drive. What do I need versus what do I want? And I know that this is unpopular for the world's number one pinball podcast to say this, but on my list of things that I prioritize in life, owning another pinball machine or even owning a pinball machine in my home is not at the top of my priority list. I would much rather own $10,000 in a stock. 
I would much rather use $10,000 to take an amazing vacation. I would much rather spend $10,000 on my beautiful wife. I would much rather put that $10,000 aside for Killian's college fund. I go down all the things I would much rather do with that money. Now, for me personally, I'm doing all those things and then there is some money left over a year where I can buy a pinball machine. And I find myself in that fortunate financial situation where me buying one of these machines between, you know, six to $13,000 a year, I could swing it. Like I could do it. The other good news for all of us out there is when you do buy a pinball machine, you're not going to lose your shirt, right? You're never going to buy a pinball machine and lose 80% of its value ever. So as a non-essential toy, This is one of the greatest non-essential toys that actually tremendously holds its value. And for many of us out there, that's been one of the excuses we use for our wives and our partners on why this is not throwing money away. And it's not. It is absolutely not throwing money away. Now, that being said, The real problem I see in the pinball world, it's not that Stern's raising their prices and so is Jersey Jack. It's that the money is not going into the machines. We are not seeing machines that look like they cost anywhere near this much money, but they're valued at that because there's no other options. Stern can price its machines whatever it wants because they have manufacturing down so well. And I mean this when I say this, Stern Pinball, without increasing its bomb at all, and I totally understand this is going to upset many of you out there, without increasing its bomb at all, Stern Pinball could sell each of their LEs without a topper for $12,500 and they would sell every single one. And this is not the ceiling for them. They know that. This is not going to drive anybody out of pinball. And as much as some people like to huff and puff, you know, they're like that guy in Inside Out, the angry little red guy with the flames shooting out of its head. A lot of you are screaming about this move, but the truth is, how many of you went in on Halloween and Ultraman before playing it? How many of you went in on Mandalorian before playing it? How many of you bought pinball machines sight unseen? And probably all of you. Because the problem with pinball is it makes no sense. Buying a pinball machine for your home makes no sense. It was never designed to be there. None of this was how pinball was meant to be in culture. It was a toy that was supposed to be out in the world in which you put a few quarters in and you had some fun and you went home. And that was it. And you weren't supposed to sit on Pirates of the Caribbean for 45 minutes and understand a Bible-sized rule book. You were supposed to just have... 15 minutes of fun and be on your way. But it's turned into something so much more right now. And the majority of people who are collecting pinball machines and buying all of these new in-box games are pretty wealthy individuals. You know, these are people who can afford to lose a few thousand dollars and not even think about it. Think about that for a minute. What other hobby would ever absorb the amount of charlatan companies like Andrew Highway, like Deep Root, like Skit B, like Zidware, what other industry would constantly be throwing money at companies that didn't know what they were doing time and time again? There's a reason why it's happened in pinball, because pinball people have enough money to lose. And I know that some of you out there are going to be like, well, I didn't have enough money to lose. Yeah, you did. 
because you paid money for something you didn't even see. It would be like going into a restaurant and paying for your meal in full before you even saw a kitchen. And even worse than that, there is no kitchen and no one's ever seen the kitchen before and you already paid for your meal in full. That is what it's been like with all of these pinball companies. So you've got this combination of a somewhat wealthy target buying a non-essential toy and they love to flex on each other and now it's turned into a collectible hobby. The new in-box pinball craze is all about collectors now. It's not about gameplay, it's not about shots, it's about the FOMO. It's about getting one of those rare machines and I'm telling you right now, I don't care about rare machines anymore. I don't value these rare machines anymore because nobody really cares if you have them. The only people that really care, the only people that are impressed by those things aren't even impressed because the people that are truly impressed by your LE collection, they also have an LE collection. And the other part is this, is that if you just turn off two things, if you turn off two things, absolutely nobody cares about this stuff. If you turn off Pinside and you turn off Facebook, there is nobody that cares about your pinball collection. There is nobody that's impressed that you have the topper for Elvira or for Ghostbusters, nobody. But you've got these communities and inside these communities, that is where the fever grows. That is where the desire to have that thing grows. I just saw this week that a Pirates of the Caribbean, you wanna talk about how much money's in this hobby, a Pirates of the Caribbean playfield, a collector's edition playfield that has been clear-coded by Cruisemen is now for sale for the bargain basement price of $4,500, just for the playfield. This is the hobby we are now in. It's only gonna get worse for some people who value the valueless, and I mean that. The people who value the stuff that's valueless are gonna be the ones who are left holding the bag in the end. It's gonna be the guy who has like every single Stern LE, and then he's gonna wake up one day and realize he barely turns his games on, he hasn't even completed one of the games, and now he has like all of these games, and it doesn't really matter. And for the rich dude out there, it's just artwork, and everybody knows that, and that's okay. I don't begrudge anyone if they wanna do this. If you wanna fill your house and your, and your basement with 35 pinball machines, God bless you, go do it. I just also hope you do the other things in life that I believe are way more valuable than pinball. And they don't want you to hear this. I know this. Like the distributors don't want you to hear this. The other podcasts that are trying to sell you games don't want you to hear this. They want you to value this stuff at $10,200, at $15,200, at $18,500, whatever it is. But I know this and you know this. Playing a pinball machine is not worth anything near those prices. It's just not. It is just not because you can have just as much fun and just as much enjoyment on a $3,000 machine or a $2,000 machine. Just playing pinball is fun. It's not about the play. It's not because if it was about the gameplay, then these Ghostbuster LEs wouldn't be skyrocketing in price because that gameplay is horrible. It's only about there being only 500 Ghostbusters LEs, only 200 Pirate CEs. Only this many Godzilla LEs, only this many Matrix CEs coming out. That's what it's all about. It's a decision you need to make. Am I angry about these prices? I'm not happy about them. Like nobody's happy if something they enjoy keeps going up in price. I, as a consumer, would like to get something for as cheap as possible. The company 
who is selling the product want to make as much as they can. That's how it works in life with all products and all goods and services, right? I know for me personally, this just makes it so much easier to look at this hobby and say, no thanks, I'm not buying. No thanks, I don't care. I'm okay if I miss out on the Godzilla FOMO because then there'll be the Back to the Future FOMO. Then there's going to be the Toy Story FOMO. Then there's going to be the James Bond FOMO. Then there's going to be the Matrix FOMO. It's just never ending. And I could see this with like the spooky buyers. Like people run into this stuff. We ran in. We ran through the door. Nobody really knows if they like the game. Nobody really knows what they're about to get. And now there's all these other games and now the prices are going up. And this is just the beginning. If you were to ask me five years from now, Five years from now, do you really think people are going to be spending $15,000 on Guns N' Roses? No. Do you think five years from now, people are going to be spending like $18,000 on Pirates of the Caribbean? No. But right now, there's a bubble and everyone's inside it. It's not going to completely burst, but there is no way this is sustainable. And I think for a lot of you out there, you're having some really, really serious conversations with yourself about whether or not any of this is truly worth it. That maybe the pathway to happiness in pinball, grab a few games based on themes you love and just say, I'm good. I'm good. Stop listening to all the companies. Stop listening to all the pin side people and just say to yourself, I'm good. This is good. These three games represent themes I love. These three or four games represent gameplay I enjoy. These three to four games represent code that's really unique and different. And I'm good. Because I only have two arms and two hands and I can't play more than one machine at a time. So why would I need so many? Why would I need to flood my entire environment with all of these machines? And that's just my advice. That's just the way I'm looking at it because I love covering it. Believe me, I love watching these prices go up. I love the FOMO. I love watching how crazy everybody gets. And I love all the fanfare around every new game. But on some level, these price increases are just never going to stop until people say enough is enough. And I don't even think we're there. I don't even think we're at the ceiling. I think we're going to see $12,500 Stern LE soon. I think we're going to see $15,000 Jersey Jack CE soon. And I think someone out there is going to have the guts. Somebody is going to have the guts to make a super, super premium high-end machine, very limited, and charge $20,000. And I mean it right now when I say this. If Stern Pinball made 88, just 88 super limited editions of Back to the Future, what do you think they could charge? I believe if they only made 88, they could charge $20,000 in the current climate and sell every single one. And most people would cry and moan about that, but the 88 rich dudes who are much richer than me they would be super happy to know they got one. And you know who you are. You see these guys. I mean, these guys have like millions of dollars in cars. This is nothing to them. A pinball machine for 20 grand to these gentlemen is like the price of brunch for the rest of us. So that's where we're at. That's where we're at with pricing. Okay, I wanna end this podcast real quickly by talking about P3 Multimorphic and Jerry's Sorcerer's Apprentice that he announced this week. It's a $500 add-on for cosmic kart racing. And here's my thing with these games. I just don't think Jerry's getting anywhere 
with these sort of micro games on his platform. And every single new game that Jerry launches for the P3 Multimorphic at this point needs to be a platform mover. He needs to ask himself, will this game entice someone to buy a P3 Multimorphic? Because you can't tell me that his sales are flying off the shelf and he needs to follow up with something that's as good, if not better than the heist. Where is his licensed game that's gonna be like heist, but with a license? That's what everybody's waiting for. Not these silly little side games, because this is just quantity over quality. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what the license game is. I'm not gonna spend much time on this game, but again, Jerry, you gotta protect the brand. I don't think it does anything for P3 Multimorphic to have these mini games. I don't, I really don't know what they do for you because all these mini games do is they make the existing buyers happy. They won't sell you a single new P3 Multimorphic and you need to sell more units because you need volume out there in the world because the more people that have the platform, the more people that will buy each new game, which means the more money he can invest in better themes and better licenses and better hardware and better mechs, all the stuff. Like it has to go together. So will the license game be the platform mover? We will see. All right, look, it's end of August, people. I think in the next few weeks, we're gonna see a lot come out in the pinball world. The prices are gonna keep going up and up. I think Cactus Canyon Remake is gonna be more expensive than the other titles. I think you're gonna see increase in prices from AP and everybody else. It's just the way it's going. I know material costs are going up, but they're not dummies. If you put a pinball machine in a box that people want, they're gonna spend money on it and they're not gonna think twice. This is a hobby filled with a lot of impulse buying and that is crazy, right? That people are so rich that they can impulse purchase a $12,000 game without ever seeing it played once. Think about that for a minute and you tell me why. We're gonna win a fifth Twippy later. Yeah!